0: Hi there, this is Alex. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode and any other episode here at the style learn origins podcast. Make sure that you check out the description of each episode, as we have links for great products like Luca, where you can start your business and create your brand kit directly using AI online course platforms. that are innovative and use AI like learn worlds. Now let's get into the episode all right we're here hey welcome back folks this is Stalin origins you know the podcast that brings you all the good stuff about l learning and development organizational development and um some of the history some of the origins of it and sometimes we get guests and uh, this time is one of those times and this uh, lady is amazing in many in many ways she's leading the way into the integration of artificial intelligence and soft skills at least from my perspective that's what i see and uh she is the co-founder and ceo of dextego did i get that right uh yana
1: well actually i hear both like dextego and dextego when oh, De- i came up with the name i said it's dextego but honestly i start to like both so i don't know Oh.
0: okay knew- jana so i'm not going to murder your name please uh and we know that you got great roots here break that down for us jana and your last name is
1: Manzuridu Onazi. i have two last names
0: awesome 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 stuff so jana welcome to Styling origins and uh, i know you reached out before and you're like hey you know we should talk about soft skills and i'm going hey yeah absolutely that's they're still important that's a great thing and we learned some things about soft skills right like uh, uh, a google search uh, took us to uh, the continental army i mean the uh, regulation of the (laughs) of the army in the 70s but turns out that that wasn't what we were really focusing on right Um, so yeah soft skills what what do you feel about that what do you consider to be soft skills
1: yeah, absolutely. I think there's, first of all, no true taxonomy of, like, who, what uh, goes under the category of, like, you know, the top soft skills. But I think there are skills that are very transferable um, across industries, departments, roles. These are skills that are known as human skills, power skills, you know, a lot of terminologies. But they truly help, I feel like, make our life better in many ways. Uh, it helps us communicate with others, collaborate. Uh, do um, more of, I would say, important work sometimes, um, because the true work in my eyes is uh, work that empowers people and pushes us forward. Like We can talk about how we can uh, reconstruct society, and it's all about leadership, and it's all about soft skills. Um, and I, I think, yeah, when, when I talk about soft skills, I just talk about things that truly matter. Um, Of course, math and technical skills are the key to to bring, I think, certain things in life. But the origin, to your point, where it stems from is really because we want to change things. And to change things, that means you need to be self-aware. You need to have uh, emotional intelligence. So I think that no matter where you are in life, uh, you can always develop these skills Mm -hmm. and especially now more than ever where ai is taking over so much of the technical things we're doing on a day-to-day um developing these skills can really help us become better personally and professionally
0: yeah and so you know in in the past i um i did a quick overview of decks ago of the product Mm -hmm. which is great great platform and um you're focusing on leadership right so leaders being able to learn how to interact or assess some situations uh, using soft skills and interacting with this AI, which is kind of analyzing their input, um, and it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I I put a link in the description, folks. But uh, I looked at it, and, and you know, it it does probably. I'm guessing here, and you can confirm. But you're sort of analyzing NLP. You're using a little bit of NLP models there, uh, natural language processing, and and then um and at the same time you're also using uh video right so video feed and um someone responding let's say if i put in a situation and i respond to that situation then i get feedback from the system letting me know what but what i did well or one of some things i can improve is that pretty much it
1: So, um, first of all, you touched on who it caters to. Um, It was really created with Gen Z in mind, uh, Gen Z millennials, these people who are either entry, middle-level managers, they're not necessarily C-suite, and so they don't have access to an executive coach. Um, But they also learn differently. They don't just want to go through a two-hour course, you know, in LMS, they want uh, bite size, like what we call micro-learning. They want gamification, they want interaction, and they want information on demand. Because as an employee, if I have a question, let's say I just got a question from the client and my boss is, is not available, like where do I go? I don't have time to go through a two-hour video to figure it out. So that's where the AI coach comes in, in the flow of work. But to your point, it can be uh, very personalized to the user. And how we do that is because behind the scenes, basically, we take, uh, we, we have, of course, yeah, big LLM. We've even used like OpenAI, but then what we have is an advisory API. This is the formation, basically, external um, uh, proprietary data from advisors we've worked with, from experts in the field that interact with that, like more generic, if you will, LLM. And then the third pillar is the enterprise data, so that organization's information whether this is training material they've done, uh, their CRM, like whatever content they want to provide us, so we understand what they consider like a good answer. For instance, in the example of uh, a salesperson giving a pitch, I can, uh, like the uh, coach can basically analyze then say what it thinks, but what matters is what like that VP of sales enablement or that CRO considers a good pitch to be. So we can analyze according to their own sales playbook. And that's the beauty of it, like you can really create personalization at scale um, in a very affordable way that before you couldn't. And also companies didn't invest in entry-level, middle-level people because they thought, uh, what's the point? They will leave, right? However, today what we see is that these people are leaving anyway. So LD is becoming the one thing that can uh, keep them. And more and more, this is actually the number one factor people people are considering when looking for a job is... Can I find growth opportunities within that company? Can I be developed? Um, And so it's super fascinating. But um, at the end of the day, I would say what, you know, because of course there are other companies out there, uh, what makes us unique is that it's very easy to use and it's um, just becoming your your uh, mentor, best friend, uh, coach, whatever you want to call it. But this avatar right here that you see Esther has become my personal, like 24-7 uh, bestie supporting me during that day.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. I think a lot of people make assumptions. Well, you know, we do generalizations all the time like, mm-hmm. oh, the indexers and oh, Boomers, and the Gen Z, and the Millennials, and whatever, and it's like, okay, those are generalizations, but what I can see in terms of, I because mean, I have kids they are Gen Z, technically speaking, they, um, to me, Gen Z is more about action, you know, getting things done, and not so much worrying about whether they're going to, you know, the, the, why and the, the, the purpose and a lot of those things. Well, you know, millennials were really like all that, all about the cost type of thing. But I think, uh, in respects, right. At least observations, but again, generalizations, anybody can be different. It depends on your environment. I I believe so too. Um, with that said, then the, the origins of the stuff, uh, you know, the the original meaning of human, re, you know, human resources was something that came out later. The first concern that we had was human relations. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, I was telling you a little bit before we started, is that this started back in the 1919s, <laughs> the 1919s. So um, out of World War One, we had an instructional training delivery system that was developed for the Emergency Fleet Corporation. And as part of that, there was concern, you know, there was a whole setup of setting up a training director. And obviously a lot of things were, you know, dedicated towards training because it was a factory line and it was, just, it was factories and manufacturing places we needed. And then World War II really refined that. So when we did the the TWI movement, they really refined that because it's part of the J methods. So if anybody looks this up, look at the job relations method. So the job relations method actually addresses a lot of these things, but there are they are all the documents that are putting down here. You can everybody can check uh, small books or you know publications, articles, where companies were concerned in the nineteen twenties or so about relations, job relations, because of the strikes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So how to communicate with employer with employees and find out what their needs are and and communicating at that level. I mean, when I look at this, we talked about soft skills and they call them soft skills, but it's really communication skills. I mean, it's how you communicate with people.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no, I don't know, know, we call them soft skills, but it's communication skills. It's how you communicate with people in a way that is effective and whatnot. How much of this do you feel is politics, though? Mm, Spicy question coming through
1: yeah so how, how much I think communication
0: has to do with politics you're saying I know when you when you're in companies right when you're in a company there there's uh, there could be politics
1: yeah oh a hundred percent I think people are actually very confused because of that like on how to develop these skills and they miss the point like what, what we try to do with techigo is yes prepare you for how to do your job because it Basically, adapts to your role and in industry, and we know that communication, like between designers, is different than communication between engineers. So there's this layer, and then there's layer of who you're talking to. Like, are you talking to a senior person who thinks more strategically? Are you talking to an entry-level person? And taking into account, um, also the context. Like, is the scenario we're discussing and helping you growing. Um, under like a stressful deadline, for instance, right? So you have all these complexities and then to your point, you have maybe a large company with with, um, crazy politics and there's no way any training that this company has created will prepare the person for that. But what will prepare them is to have empathy, to be able to understand where everyone is coming from and what their goal is uh, to be able to adapt. So at the end of the day, again, it goes back to having... Uh, another soft skill, I think it's super complex to to develop a human being for everything they will have to deal with in life, but uh, whether they are facing politics or they're just um, in an uncomfortable position because they're like a minority in the room or anything, um, if they truly know who they are, like they're self- aware they'll figure out a way to to go through it um and and every company is different right but at the end of the day um depending on your industry and your your role like there's some things that are true like i was talking to someone that works um in the government actually uh in greece and she was telling me how no matter what training she does and how Many qualifications she acquires, it will always be about politics because it's a corrupted place. Like that's the only way she will get promoted. However, that doesn't mean she shouldn't work on her communication skills, right? Like <laughs> kind of uh, irrelevant. It's out of her control.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't think you know. It's uh, that's not believe it or not. I don't think that's limited to to being because it's Greece or anything like that. I think it's, It varies between companies. I think happens here. It definitely happens here in the States. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like. uh, I experienced a lot of this stuff, too, when I had a VP, you know, reach out to me directly and come in like, hey, what do you think about this technology? Right. So. That wasn't really a question for me to give my honest opinion of what it was. (laughs) That's more to kind of validate what they thought already. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right. what's the solution? Uh, so you have to be kind of smart. You have to read that out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to soft and I, was, I know everybody outside of a company or, or work or well, when you get on LinkedIn, you know, it's all about ideals, right? But it's like, oh, be honest. Think, say everything you think. I was like, mm, that doesn't always work out. <laughs> so like, you know, no. you got to choose your moment for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I fully agree. Look, we, we live in a very much fake world like a hundred percent like you see all the time in social media and everybody just wants to show how perfect they are I mean a hundred and ten percent there is a crisis and that's why I think um, developing yourself and your self-awareness is key it's like protecting yourself Kind of from from the crazy world and allowing you to build the skills to to work with those other true people that you find and you think are genuine to create your mini world
0: right yeah i mean you have you have leadership also to be a big element of this and and i think this is super important for for leaders um in terms of that in terms of not only self-skills communication in general but you know with leadership leadership also goes both ways. So like some leaders will be like, Oh no, really tell me, give me your feedback. Tell me what you're really, you know, and it's like, and then they may use that as a (laughs) excuse for you not to, you know, to be excluded for something. So you gotta be super careful with it. It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy dynamics that we have as humans, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you, so you come from Greece, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just having a thought when we were talking about things, because, you know, you know, I was born in Venezuela and I told you my first girlfriend was uh, my childhood girlfriend was from uh, Greece. But um, I was I was um, thinking about the the things that you have to sort of mitigate because of cultural differences. So like if you come from another country and you come to live in the States, for example, and you work, you know, when you work in uh, you know today probably is quite i will hope that it's quite better <laughs> you know um uh, being 2024 but you know back in the 90s or back you know you know 20 years ago or something uh you may have things that were not that were mismatched so for example i'll give you an example like in in Lang in Latin American culture it's not a big deal if you say like hey i bought a new car right and then i ask oh really what kind of deal do you get like mm-hmm. what?" and that's like a no-no here in the states like asking someone how much, they, thinking, yeah. how much they pay for it or whatever the case um so it'll be interesting to see if if you know once the extego continues to uh improve if this could be some of the things to kind of pick on or kind of, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, the culture in your organization, or, you know, it's it's not, it's not average culture to say this, you know, like some things vice versa, right?
1: hundred percent. And, uh, that's what we're working on to create all this data, basically to be able to give you strategic recommendations and the company and say, Hey, maybe based on like the feedback we're getting from your employees, you need to hire someone with ex leadership style. Or maybe, you know, because the team is very confused about your quarterly goals and your next all hands, talk about that. So truly understand the roots of the miscommunication or the lack of engagement of the employees and figure out the path to fix that. Because today, it's so fascinating with the remote work, you know, like there's so much mistrust like people don't know are employees working or are they out and about Uh, are people listening are they paying attention are they engaged like hr has a lot to deal with and they are themselves so burned out so being able to leverage technology and that understands and connects the dogs basically for you can be a huge asset
0: true and then mistrust goes in different places and um there's um there is a, uh, I mean, you know, employers can track at least by device what you're doing and mm-hmm. any of them are doing it. So that's not, shouldn't be a surprise for anybody that, that perhaps is not, is not behaving ethically, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're working remotely and you're like, yeah, I'm working remotely. I'm at the park, you know, uh, I'm at the beach. I mean, we, you can do it perfectly. I think there's no issue with it. You know, that's the beauty of working remote. So like you could take your laptop, sit at the beach, get mm-hmm. work done, right? Answer emails, whatever the case. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it comes back to leadership as well. So in terms of soft skills, what concepts, are there any specific concepts that you tap into when you were, were developing the platform? Did you guys looked at emotional intelligence? Uh, did you look at anything else?
1: Yeah, I mean the product comes basically with eight soft skills that we uh, concluded are the most transferable from a human skills model that we created with different experts. Okay. Um but it can also be customizable to the company's culture and priorities and needs. So to your point if a company cares more about emotional intelligence than like conflict resolution and as an example like we can always cater to that. Um and I think the other interesting thing will be if they assume they need X skill, but from the uses it turns out that they actually need to develop another one, Dextago can suggest that and really help um, as the company evolves, because every day the people using it will develop, will evolve, the company will evolve, and so should your solution, basically. Um, it shouldn't just be a static box of skills.
0: Okay. Okay. That's great. Awesome. So, it's uh, what's the future for it? I mean, I know you're going to be speaking at conferences, that's cool. Uh, but what's the future now? I mean, we know what we do now. We know what it does now, what it does today. What do you think will be some interesting avenues to explore coming up?
1: Yeah, so we have some very interesting partnerships coming up with uh, existing communities uh, exploring both HR and sales enablement use cases. And uh, through the peer-to-peer community that will be introduced this year, which will allow users to get matched based on their level of skills for mentorship and games, we're expecting some very cool uh, things to come up with more gamification, with rewards, you know, I won't say match, but it will be much more engaging um, for every stakeholder, not just the end user, but also management. Um, and it will help them to reward employees basically and reinforce um positive results.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So how do you get involved in this let's let's, let's <laughs> how did it all come around you're not are you a computer nerd? you're not a- <laughs>
1: No, although, you know, it's funny. I'm becoming uh, every day more and more of a nerd, I would say, and I love it. Like, uh, I geek out on AI stuff. (laughs) Uh, But my background, so I studied psychology and communications.
0: Okay. Then
1: I got into management and talent development. I was doing a lot of research with a professor back at my master's uh, who was a talent expert, Professor Tariq. And we did research on high-potential employees and stars and what motivates them. And like everything I had studied basically came together. So it was very interesting to me. Um, and that's how I got into HR and uh, then uh, started applying for jobs. I thought I was going to do consulting. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> now um, I got into the, the startup world, um, even considered doing my PhD in organizational design. Um, but again, the startup world won because I felt like I can have impact at scale much faster and be able to truly help develop um, these skills that we're talking about for everyone. And that was always my thing, like how can I choose a path or like a department or an industry to work in when it's so limited like that's what i always thought like how can i do something that can touch multiple people and um i worked as a vp of people and chief of staff for a startup that was also doing ai and uh, different use case but like when i realized okay we can truly use ai to to have that impact and very fast uh, forward we built Dextego a year ago Um, my co-founder and CTO is the technical person behind it so he's the tech genius uh, with soft skills actually Uh, so it's a very interesting combination and um, yeah we're we're here now um, a year in just uh, scaling the business and improving the platform to to help as many people accelerate their career goals and tasks
0: cool well, that's been uh, very good stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm a fan of the fan of the platform. I think is a it's a cool idea, and it's definitely something that could be very useful for a lot of companies. So, anything else you like, uh, folks, to know? It's time to promote yourself. <laughs> follow, follow you on Twitter? No, I mean X.
1: All <laughs> uh, right, I, I still cannot do that. Yeah, I can't ever say X. But yet.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um well what should i say um i think that for so whenever like i get asked you know what's the people's feedback i always say there's two types of people right like you have your um early adopters who love anything ai now and they're always looking for different uh, things to play with and there are others that are skeptics and they just need to see how it gets applied i feel like so my only advice is Um, try like reach out even if you just want to see how it looks and you're curious i think being open-minded and seeing what's out there and how it can help your job on a day-to-day is key um, before you know reaching to any conclusions and uh, generally being open-minded can help with everything in your life honestly but (laughs) especially when it comes to technology just uh, try it and ask questions and see if it's for you
0: all right well, cool stuff. Thank you so much, Janet, for stopping by. Uh, everybody, please check the links on the description. You can actually check out. Um, you offer free trials on Dexica? Uh
1: If you reach out, yes. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Good. So, yeah, go ahead and check the link so you can reach out and uh, try it out. It's pretty, pretty cool. And I put also the video there of the overview of that I probably will do another one uh, on my new channel. Awesome. Uh, just to dive a little deeper on it but um, with a specific case. So, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, Jana, so much. Thank you for being here. Everybody, uh, make sure you check out uh, ATD conferences and uh, know that uh, you're going to ICE, you were saying?
1: We're going to Transform to ATD to AZU. Uh, okay. We're right. doing time here in New York. Yeah, we'll be around.
0: Great stuff, great stuff. Well, keep an eye out for Jana and Dex to go, folks. We'll see y'all. On the Thank
1: next you. see you